Listener Production. Coming up on the Footy Talk podcast for you Thursday, Joshy Bruce, one of the nice guys of footy, in to talk about his time at the GWS, the Saints, and what he's doing now at the Dogs. The highs and lows of AFL footy. This is a chat you do not want to miss. This is the Footy Talk podcast coming up next. An absolute treat for your Thursday footy talk. Of course, it is your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of AFL. We talk interviews and we talk stars of the competition. And this man played for the GWS Giants, the Saints, and currently at the Western Bulldogs. A genuine journeyman that makes him. Mr. Josh Bruce, welcome. Thanks, Tazzy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely a journeyman, mate. And, uh, both former stars of the competition. No, you were still you're still there, mate. I am well and truly in the former washed up. But um, look, let's start out at the start. GWS Giants, 2012, they come into the competition when you were first drafted. What was that experience like? Not only getting drafted, but then moving to Greater Western Sydney with a bunch of 20 year olds. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Looking back now, as an experienced AFL player, you look back and it's crazy. You know, it almost seems unsafe to think that there's, <laughs> you know, that many 18 year olds running out on a field. Like if I was, if I was to play against those guys this weekend, it's almost a duty of care thing. Yeah. You think these guys are, you know, literally kids. I thought you were talking more 18 year olds all living together was the, oh, that <laughs> was the also, unsafe part. Oh, mate, it was chaos. Like, you know, we obviously, um, in 2011, I finished school. So in 2011, we were just in the NEFL, which was the, um, the twos competition at the time. Some of the guys were coming through, Adam Trelaw, Dylan Chill, these guys. We all came through and started living together. And then we got the 2012 bunch in with Cal Ward and Reese Palmer and all those guys. And yeah, all living together in Brecky Point. Chaos. Yeah, absolute chaos. You know, there was uh, all sorts of parties going on. Uh, we'd all go out together. We'd all be playing pranks on each other. Like it was just, it was a, a kid's paradise, really. And it was probably what set the club up for the success that they had. <laughs> the partying set the club up. Did, um, <laughs> were the club okay with that? Like, did they have to have a bit of an understanding going, hey, we're new, we've got 20 year olds here, but you also had a couple of old wise heads. You had Chad Corns, Luke Power. Were they trying to mentor you as much as possible or were they just let him go? Now nah, they were. The, the old boys were definitely trying to mentor, and I think because a lot of them were trying to step into that coaching room post-career, um, you know, that was certainly their role. But, um, you know, there were certain times that it was just there's not much they could do, you know, especially when a few of us got on a roll, you know, <laughs> me, Toby, and uh, Reese Palmer and a few of those boys. So it was, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was amazing times. Like, you know, you'd come out. You come out some mornings and you cut your car would be completely covered in glad wrap or completely wrapped <laughs> open. You're, you're running late for training as it is and you can't get in your car, egging each other and Mario Kart comps and yeah, it was all all fun and games and and because no one was from Sydney, so everyone just hung out with each other twenty four seven, you know. So it was great. You were there until tw- the end of twenty thirteen. Did you win a game in that time? One, one yeah. game. Yeah, one game against. Yeah, one. I reckon it was against Melbourne. It was at Skodarts back then, which is the um, the giant stadium. God, we got flogged, man. Like, we got flogged. Like, one week, I, I remember it was in 2013, I reckon we played Hawthorne one week, who were, you know, grand finalists yeah. the year before. It was like 145 points uh. or something. And we had, like, crisis meetings all week. Chad Corns at the front, just like, oh, it's not good enough. <laughs> like, getting all angry. And then the next week we played Sydney with the rating premiers and it was like 155. Like, it was just, if we lost by less than 10 goals, it was a win. Yeah. You know, 
Like, was... How do the coaches go selling that dream, though? Because I think the reality and the realistic approach is we're going to go out here looking and we're going to get smacked. Honestly, man, looking back, we thought we were going to win. That's the best. Like, we were so ignorant yeah. as to, like, what the rigors of AFL were. And, like, we were so chirpy. Like, you know, you remember what it was yeah, like. Yeah, I do. The Giants were yeah. just so chirpy and talking that much shit because we actually thought we were going to win. <laughs> like, it wasn't false bravado. It was bizarre, yeah. Best experience up there on or off field? <laughs> but is there, is the rumour true that you guys got banned from King's Cross? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, early doors, um, before Sydney had all the lockout laws and yep. stuff, the cross was pumping. Like, it used to go off. It was like Chapel Street on steroids. Like, it was unreal, right? <laughs> so you can imagine, like, all of us boys coming into town and, like, no one knew who the Giants were. So we were going out pretending we were playing for the Sydney Swans and going into nightclubs and saying, yo, I've hoped <laughs> Swans, because they'd never heard of the Giants. And then, like, times we went out with Izzy Folau as well. Yeah. You know, back when he was um, back when he was playing and he was obviously running the joint. So, um, yeah, plenty of fun. And I think a few a few lads got in trouble with some uh, with some law enforcement. Yeah, and, right. uh, you know, it was all a little bit, you know, hush-hush, quiet, quiet. <laughs> and uh, from then on, there was a blanket rule of uh, no one's allowed near King's Cross after that, I think. so. How yeah. well was that followed? Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the idea. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, we might go and well, see if it's still there. We might just there. go to just the outskirts of it, you know, we're just <laughs> skirmish. But, well, I mean, Sydney locked down pretty quickly after that. Yeah. So it was sort of um, house parties in other parts of other towns. So. Too yeah. smart, can't get in trouble if you do it at someone's house. 2012-2013 uh, was GWS. Then you make the move to the Saints. Saints in 2014, where were they? Were they still strongish, 14? No, no, they'd played finals, I reckon, 2011, so they were sort of, you know, down 2010 got beaten in the grand final, 2011 <coughs> didn't make it. Yeah, so they had some stars still yep. there. They had, you know, obviously Rui and Joey who were on this potty. Well, be- well what, before <laughs> we move forward, give us your best bit of dirt or the best story that makes them look the worst on Rui and or Joey. <laughs> oh, where do I begin? Well, where do I what, begin? What, whatever when many. I said that, just jump straight to the top the, of your head. Just the, let it run. The one that comes to mind for Rui is like he would never, like he was a freak, right? Yeah. But he just would, because his knees were cooked, he'd never train. So he'd just be on the bike, on like on the Watt bike, just punching on the Watt bike. And then he'd come out in January and he'd just start demanding the footy. And you're kicking the ball. And if the ball was like below his knees, He'd kick it away. Just, just <laughs> get your f- kicks up. Just kick it away. Didn't even go for a grand ball. Like it had to be in this window. Otherwise, he didn't want to bar it. It was that funny. <laughs> it was classic. And then Joey, because Joey obviously blew out a little bit in the off seasons. You know, oh, like, yeah, the, you know, the a little bit. Not as pastor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it happens. Yeah, it it happens. He'd always come back in skin folds to be on too. He'd have all the little tricks and chips for the skin folds. So him and Adam Schneider on skin folds day, you'd see him in the ice bar. Oh, yeah, trying to tighten just the skin. Just trying to tighten the skin <laughs> Been up, there, done that. Putting the sorbeline on the legs and make it slippery so, so the calipers can't slip. Oh, mate, just those two boys just sweating in the ice bath. God, it made me laugh. You had a couple of coaches there, or just the one? Did you have Richo? Bro, I got Scotty Waters. I got recruited by Scott Waters, yeah. and he promised me that he'd play me every week, even if I played shit. Yeah. So I was like, beauty, I'm coming. <laughs> Deal. Deal. <laughs> Where do I sign? <laughs> and as I was driving down there, I got a phone call from the CEO, who was um, Bainesy at the time. I met Baines, who's at the Dogs now. And he's like, um, yeah, we've, we've just uh, sacked Scott Waters, mate. I was like, 
<laughs> Does our verbal agreement of playing every week, regardless <laughs> if it shit still stand? <laughs> so where do I do it? <laughs> and then uh, we didn't have a coach for a while. And we had Richo for, yep. for four or five years. Had some good seasons. Um, nearly played finals one year. I remember Robbie Gray kicked the goal in Port Adelaide. Paddy oh, Ryder tapped yeah. it out the back, kicked it. Knocked us out of finals. Um, but, yeah, it was good times. Like Once again, I had a good young crew. You know, some old old stars mixed in, but I had a good young crew. Um, Who were you knocking around with the most at the Saints in that time? Uh, Jackie Stephen and Jack Nunes, <laughs> uh, yeah, were my two closest. I love that all the reptiles that come to my mind, you just then say out. <laughs> like, as soon as I asked that question, I was like, I wonder if it is. Well, water finds us level pretty quick, it does. We know this. It does. So. No, it was uh, it was good times. Yeah, it was good times. So you wrap up in 2019. There was that you again wanting to move, or it was just a mutual agreement? It got a bit stale. And- yeah, a bit of both. I think um, you know I got a little bit stale. Um, I'd obviously just had my first child, Poppy. Um, the dogs came knocking with a four year deal. Um, the Saints weren't really that keen to resign and extend, so it was kind of like, oh, it's one of those things, you know, just one of those footy ones. So. Right. Well, there we go. That's. Uh- how footy rolls. Yeah, it does. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's an industry at the end of the day, and I loved, I loved the Saints. I loved yeah. my time there. Loved the fans, like some of the best fans in the comp, in my opinion. But um, yeah, it's just one of those ones. You know, they got Max King in, and it was just like I don't, I'm not sure if they saw me in their in their future plans. So. You needed Scotty Waters back. I oh, did. Where were you, Scotty? <laughs> Very good, mate. <laughs> hey, uh, hang around because after the break, we will talk about you at the Dogs what hub life was like and how you were tracking now. This is the Footy Talk Podcast. Josh Bruce in the hot seat. Joshy Bruce being good enough to stick around, mate. Well, you have to because it's segment two of a podcast, but uh, I feel like I was obliged to say that. I was about to walk out. Actually. Yeah, good. <laughs> you were about I've, to turn the heat This is like just Bikram podcasting. <laughs> oh my God, I'm sweating. So you've gone, we touched on 2012, 2013 at the Giants. Then from there on to the Saints, the end of 2019, you get across to the Dogs. Talk to us about your expectations going across to the Dogs and then the big slap in the face that was the reality check of COVID. Yeah, pretty crazy. I mean, I guess um, I got I got married in that off season, so I got a little bit comfortable in terms of my body and like you know, signed a four year deal as you do. You yeah, know, you get a little bit comfortable. Um, so I rocked up in preseason, probably a little bit out of shape compared to what I had been in the Saints. And then we had the the COVID break sort of hit, and we had that. I can't remember. Were you, were you playing at the time? No, I just stepped out. So, we, so I'd also let myself go yeah, a little bit. Correct. I reckon I might have seen you at the races, actually. <laughs> Probably. <that year. laughs> um, but we had like an indefinite break around March. So it was like we did, didn't know when we were coming back. It was literally round one, half the competition had started, yeah, and on the Sunday yeah, they just drew that's line. that's right. Yeah, yeah, it was bizarre. Like I think we were playing. Yeah, we played Collingwood, no crowds. Yeah. Yeah, and then the half the, the comp just got cancelled. And the, the club just said to us, oh, like, we don't know if the season's going to start again. We don't know what's going on. Like, no one knew anything yeah. looking back. We went back home to Canberra and to the south coast up there and, you know, I, I had half a mind thinking that we weren't going to play again that year. So um, and I picked up a little nick, a few niggles and didn't train too much and then came back, got myself in shape, and then they said, yeah, you're going to move to Queensland. So that was it was pretty crazy. So you just yeah. married, got one kid at this stage? Pregnant with another. Yeah. Yep. And the whole family's up and... Up in Queensland, yeah. So it was um, – looking back, it's kind of like 
It was beautiful to be up there, but at the time it was so stressful because you're just in this four walls yeah. of a hotel, in a hotel room with a kid, a pregnant wife, and then you're training, you're going to sit with the people that you're training yeah, yeah. with for, for three meals a day in the elevators, you're seeing the coaches, like you just it couldn't escape, you know what I mean? And you couldn't go out because if you went out, you couldn't really get food, you couldn't like really socialised, like it was, yeah, it was tough. Because uh, going through the stats, 2020 probably wasn't your best year. No. <laughs> but uh, when not. you think about those factors, I think a lot of people sort of take for granted how hard that would have been. They just expect everyone just to roll out and, oh, you're in a hub, move on with it. But those factors you speak of, I w- I'm so glad looking back that I didn't get yeah. another year because I would have been sacked in the first month of being yeah, out there. Yeah, I would have set. cracked the shits. Yeah, yeah, I would have yeah. been drinking red wine. Oh, and we, yeah. Well, we, well, well, I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I wouldn't have got sacked then. <laughs> and, the, like, the thing is, right, because I, I was an endurance player, right, and I wasn't in my best shape, and the quarters were shorter, so oh, they were, like, 15-minute right. quarters. Yeah, yeah. So I found it really hard to get the footy and, like, get going because I am red. Like was traditionally a red-time player. Like, at the end of quarters, I could start burning yeah. opponents and stuff like that. So the whole thing was just a, a shit show, to be honest with you, from a personal front and, and the way I was going. And then um, – we played the Saints in a final that year. Augie was born the week before. Right. So I had a newborn and, like, yeah. it was just – it was hectic. And then that off-season I was like, nah, like, that's not me. That was bullshit. And I just went to went to work and um, stripped a whole bunch of weight off and, um, yeah, had a really good year in 2021. 2021, you were second in the Coleman at round 21. Mm, Yep. And then as the footy gods work, they go, well done, mate. You've worked your backside off. You're absolutely flying. Good on you, buddy. Here's the biggest curveball you made the face. cruelest mistress ever. <laughs> uh, no. you, you'd kick 10 on Good Friday in that year. Yeah. Let's go. Before we get to the somber stuff about an injury, 10 on Good Friday and genuinely taking the piss. <laughs> like ge- genuinely taking it. It was a piss. Y- you're the reason... Uh, that that game is no longer on Good Friday because you took the piss. <laughs> yeah, I got the dogs off Good Friday from kicking tent. Um, is that just, like, uh, was, was it genuinely just one of those days yeah, where it didn't matter you know, what those, you did? No matter what you yeah. do, it works. Like, I would skirmish the front of a pack, it would fall to me and I'd snap it from 50. Like, <laughs> you know, just things like that. Like, just literally everything went right. When did you start thinking about double figures? Because if I kick two in the first quarter, I'd be doing the mask out and one on for eight here. If I kick three, I think like... it was. Well, I think I kicked like three or four in the first quarter, and then maybe another two, and then I got to the third quarter and I was on six. And I said to Bailey Dale, I said, "I've never kicked more than six. I've kicked six like five times, five or six times." Like, can you f- try and feed me one? And <laughs> literally the out. start of the fourth, <laughs> he's just running and just bulleted me, this Joe the Goose from about 55, and I've just run into an open goal and kicked number seven. I was like, oh, I'm a chance here. And then So I'm, your attention was to get past six first. Yeah. And then you went, right, seven. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, okay. okay. And Let's then from then on, it was just a blur. Like, Naughty, the ball kept going to me and Naughty at the back. He kept, like, shepherding, like, three guys <laughs> to go, get me the footy, and I just kicked, like, seven and eight. Nine, and then the ch- crowd just started chanting my name. It was just like, this is chaos. And uh, you got your 10th with how long to go? Not long. Yeah. Yeah, maybe 30 seconds or so. Yeah. Yeah. So but the best part, the best part of the day was when the runner come out and they go, juice one out of the square, clear the 50. <laughs> 
So I couldn't run out with my kids. Oh, yuck. Couldn't get any of that good stuff. Couldn't yeah. have the family there. Couldn't have any support. Um, and it was about 10 seconds or 20 seconds ago or something. I've been playing good. And then, yeah, just felt it pop. And I knew straight away. Like it sort of buckled as I was walking and stopped hurting. And when they say yeah. it stops hurting, it was like, you know, it was no good. Um, and then in the rooms afterwards, because there was no one there, it was just the like skeleton staff, a doctor, no family. I was just in hysterics, like just like couldn't believe it. Just couldn't believe that everything I'd like sacrificed and worked for. Up to that point, I was 29. I was like, I'm in the prime of my career. We were top of the ladder. Yeah. I was like, this is like, this is it. Yeah. Really. So it was a tough pill to swallow. And then I couldn't get over with the boys for the final series because of the state governments and whatnot at the time. So I was just on my couch, just like. How good's footy? <laughs> what did you do through that time to get you through? Because it is, it's it's a lonely time when it's at the best of times in the footy club when you're in rehab and you've got a long-term injury. But if there's nothing there, I'd imagine that would compound it and you'd literally... Yeah. No, I did massively. I had massive struggles with my mental health at the time. Um, you know, I really, really battled through, you know, demons in terms of like, do I want to play again? You know, everything I've worked for feel like it just got pissed in my face. I was yeah. like, you know, just all those sort of things. But, you know, the, the rehab coach of the dogs is amazing. Libba's had a couple of knees. He's one of my best mates. Um, Toby McLean was on his second ACL yeah. as well. Um, so we went through rehab together, which is good. So having someone doing the ACL rehab with you, like, you know, we've got a sort of a bond now that you'll never forget. So... I and mean, you know what footy clubs are like, you know, they wrap your arms around you eventually. They you know. do, but it's a it's lot still... easier to do when they're in the same state, not over in Perth. Oh, play. yeah. No, nah, that period was rough. Yeah. Football is the greatest leveller. Just when you think you've got it figured oh, out, mate. the rug gets ripped away oh, from you so quickly. Every time. Yeah, it's bullshit. Every time. Yeah. You go, actually, I'm all going all right here. <laughs> I reckon I've got the hang of this. Bang, something happens there. You talk about Libba, and this man fascinates me so much. I have met him a few times, had a couple of beers with him. I love the man for everything he stands for. And I still talked about this yesterday. I still think he's underrated somehow in the AFL world for how actually good he is and what he does in and around the pill. Mate, he's a freak. Like, if, you've probably seen those montages of his handballing yeah. and, like, and all that in tight. His peripheral vision, the speed of his hands, how tough he is. Like, he's an absolute animal. Man, like, his, I, his running gait looks like he's got rocks in his shoes. He gets his little ass. He, he looks like he's sure a little yeah, bit. He gets yeah, a little yeah, ass yeah, waddle Jack up. Jack Stephen and just, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think you'd find, like, the guys on the outside wouldn't be as good as they are. Like, you know, Bont and stuff, Bont, McRae, all these yeah. guys wouldn't be, wouldn't have the ability to explode and be on the outside and get that footy without Tom feeding it to them. I think it's like a – it's – underrated how much value he has. But inside the club, like, he is lauded higher than anyone else. Well, that's good to know. He gets the internal plaudits. Yeah. What, talk about some of his tattoos. Can you explain any of them or he just... I can, yeah. I can explain a few. What's the Cadbury chocolate bar on his arm? 
uh, fruit and nut, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, fruit and nut. He just loves it. <laughs> yeah. So he just, a, yeah. he just enjoys it. A lot it. of them are from when he, like in his heyday when he was overseas. Yeah. Um, when yeah. he would go and properly rip the Yeah, when he was going, yeah. Yeah, when he was going real nicely over in Cambodia and Vietnam. Um, he's got like, if lost, please call plus six one and it's his mum's phone number, <laughs> which is pretty funny. <laughs> I reckon that's my favourite. It's a real number. Yeah, it's a real number. Uh. Um, and then, yeah, just other various ones in uh, in states of uh, sobriety or intoxication, <laughs> more likely. Draw the line where you will. <laughs> we love the liver. He's a genuine jet. Um, currently, you're... Scrapping away, trying to get back into the side. Oh, broken yeah. ribs or something? Yeah, did, did I? I broke. Is... Yeah, I played the first five games, snapped my sternum and four ribs. So is that going to have to be like? They were going to wet rewire it back together, but I had like ten weeks off. Yeah, and then played last week against the Bombers and had the wins. I'm I'm back in at the moment and playing. I'll play on on Saturday against. Them. How is the sternum? It's how, how yeah. well am I going? By the way, so trying to get back in. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> watch the game, son. I'm a full back. Now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Who cares? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fine. It's healed up, but there's massive lumps, like all where the ribs are broken, and like, so is that just like calcification? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they fully just popped out. Uh, yeah, so it was pretty gross. Yeah. Do you have to go in for surgery at the end of the year? No, no, no. It's all no. just it's all healed up. It's yeah. all just mended. Yeah. Just got a, a weird shaped chest for the rest of me. That's life. all right. So I've got one anyway, and mine changes shape regularly. Uh, we obviously are very interactive on this podcast. If you do have a question, jump on the Instagram at footy talk underscore pod or TikTok at footy talk pod. We have a question from Jane. What is the most wholesome interaction you have had with a player not on your team? Uh, <laughs> wholesome means not out on the piss doing anything illegal, and I know that's exactly where your mind went by the way you just giggled. So wholesome, like family content, something that's uh, under probably uh, an M rating. I have no idea what you're talking about, Dave. <laughs> you got cameras, brother. <laughs> you, just, you just gave it up by that giggle. Uh, wholesome interaction. Has anyone um, done like when you had your knee? Did anyone from other clubs get in touch? Did they meet like yeah anything in and around that? Or yeah, there's a bit of that. Um, oh, I've just had I've had some interactions with guys. You know, when I was just up and coming through the league as well. Um, you know, I had guys uh, just speak to me and give me advice after games, just things like that. Yeah. Um, no, no real like super super. Uh, wholesome things, but you know, just just when you get marks of like mutual respect. I remember Josh Kennedy spoke to me one day uh, from West Coast because I idolised him. Yeah, as a player, I thought, absolute superstar. Um, yeah, and he just spoke to me, you know, just little things like that, which is which is pretty cool as a young bloke. Absolutely, yeah. that goes a long way. Uh, we got one from Josh uh, back on the tats. Are you and Libba having a tattoo off? If so, what's <laughs> the next tattoo design coming up? Uh, yeah. I'll, I guess we are. I think he's almost done and I'm sort of almost done as well. It's cool when you're playing footy, but after footy, I don't know how cool. I'm not going to be on TV anymore. So I've got a picture won't. of black caviar on my ass and yeah. she currently looks like she's in foal. <laughs> it's <laughs> pregnant just, ass. Just be mindful of that. Oh, that's gold. Will you get anything um, though? Have you got yeah, any? I'll, I haven't actually got one for Augie yet. Oh, so well. I've got a little bit around here as well. But. Um, yeah, maybe something for the young fella. Uh, awesome. Hey, mate, thank you very much for talking with us, sharing your story. It has been an awesome career thus far, and hopefully there's plenty more to come from you. Thank you very much. Thank you, mate. That has been the Footy Talk Podcast with Josh Bruce tomorrow. Joey and Kate McCarthy in the hot seat talking about the pies and the blues blockbuster from the MCG.
Listener.